Well, you know, with the power of TalkNorth.com's massive travel budget, we sent John to Phoenix. We thought he needed a little sunshine, maybe some new ideas in the desert. So John is working this week from Phoenix. This is Preps Today with John Millay, star, of course, of the show. You can find his written work at mshsl.org. I don't know, John might be sick of me describing his work here as spoken word artistry, so I won't use that phrase anymore. Uh, it's great, Jim. It's great comedy. I love it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so today we are going to get into a bunch of topics. Of course, John covers prep sports and activities for MSHSL. You can find John's journal there, and uh, he tells us all kinds of cool stories about the people he encounters, the best stories, the most interesting stories in the prep sports world here. Uh, we are coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studio. Thanks to our longtime sponsor, Pizza Barn in Princeton and Jody Stay, the fine proprietor. All right, let's get to it. You are not in Minnesota. I am not. Yeah, as a guy who travels an awful lot around Minnesota, I am far away from Minnesota. As you said, I'm in, I'm in the Phoenix area. My wife and I are just squeezing in a few a few days here. Uh, one of our kids lives here and his girlfriend. Two of our three kids were born here. We lived here a long time ago. We're a couple of Iowa kids who... Uh, Spent six years in the Phoenix area, and I worked at the Arizona Republic, and so we still have a lot of family and friends here. So initially, when we planned this a while back, hey, this will be a chance to get away from the brutal Minnesota winter, and that hasn't happened, but I know you've got some snow now. We're talking here uh, middle of the day Thursday. I know there's a little snow on the ground back home, and we're heading home today, so uh, we'll, uh, I'm, not, I'm not upset if there's some snow on the ground. That'd be okay, although here, I'll tell you what, Jim. It's been basically the highs are 70 degrees right around there every day. We've taken jackets with us at night. You know, ooh, it's so cold. (laughs) Maybe the upper 40s at night. But it's just, it's been really relaxing. This is kind of what we planned when we come down here in the winter. We don't always make a lot of plans, you know, hang out with our son and his girlfriend and their dogs and go to our favorite restaurants, Uh, you know, just enjoy the, the, the scenery, the mountains. Um. And like I said, two of our three kids were born here in Mesa when we moved here from Iowa. First, we lived in Scottsdale, and then uh, then in Tempe. And uh, just one of, one of our one of our rituals is to drive past our old house in Tempe. So we did that this week, and, and we're just having a good time. It's interesting. We flew down here on Sunday, and when I booked this flight, I didn't realize it was Super Bowl Sunday. So it started, the game started while we were in the air and we normally fly Delta and uh, they have, you know, there's a TV in the back of every seat with live TV, one of the options. So I think we watched the first quarter in the air uh, and I I kind of took a non-scientific survey. The plane was full and I kind of stuck my head up to see how many TVs were on the Super Bowl. I think it was less than half, which I think kind of surprises me. People were watching movies or whatever you can watch. I don't know what that's worth. So we watched the. I did. I did DVR the Super Bowl if I want to watch it when we get home here later today. But so we landed after watching the first quarter on the plane. Our son and his girlfriend picked us up, checked into our hotel, went out to dinner. Uh, we did see the halftime show in this hotel room where I'm sitting right now, and we were back at our son's house to watch the overtime, which was pretty darn entertaining. Um, yeah, so it's all, it's all good in Phoenix. I can report, um, good. It's always good to be here. We don't come in the summer because this is a miserable place in the summer. That's one of the reasons we got out of here and moved to Minnesota 33 years ago. 
Um, but yeah, winter, it's great. Summer, it's not. That's my Phoenix uh, review. Well, you know, all everybody who works at TalkNorth.com has summer homes and winter homes all over the globe. It's oh, just the way we roll just, here. It's a lifestyle. It, it is. All right. So <laughs> let's, uh, uh, now do we uh, want to get to busy travelers? Yeah. I wrote a, speaking of travel, I wrote a story, a John Journal story in recent days. It's not a sports story. It's, it's a fine arts story. It involves basically 11 students at St. Michael Albertville. They took part in a really cool thing Friday. Um, they're, they're part of uh, the concert choir from St. Michael Albertville, 79 kids who were invited to perform at a big, uh, basically choir directors conference in Omaha last Friday morning. And then uh, they got on a plane and flew home right after that. And these 11 kids who had sung in Omaha at 9 a.m. were on stage at O'Shaughnessy Theater in St. Paul in the in the high school league one-act play festival at 4 o'clock. It's, it's amazing when you think about what are the odds with weather in our part of the country and airline delays. Uh, but this was some pretty good planning. Uh, the choir was invited to perform at this uh, conference in Omaha long ago. And then, you know, recently, with the One X play, they won their section championship. They're going to state. So how they made this work is pretty remarkable. It's, it's, it's logistics, boy. It's just, it's fantastic. So all the choir kids rode buses to Omaha on Thursday. And they hung out in Omaha, you know, go to their hotel. They're up early Friday, 9 a.m. They perform in front of hundreds of choir directors from around the country. Then the 11 one-act play kids and two adult chaperones get out to the airport. They landed back in the Twin Cities shortly before noon, and they were at St. Catherine University at the O'Shaughnessy in plenty of time for their performance at four. And I'm, I'm not good at math, but to me, these two performances were 400 miles apart, and the starting times were seven hours apart. And it was clockwork. Like I said, the weather could have been bad. They could have had flight delays. Who knows? One question I asked, I said, how did the kids, after landing back in the Twin Cities, how did they get over to the theater in St. Paul? This is more planning. Uh, St. Michael Albertville arranged for a fan bus, for, for like it's a state basketball tournament or so, a fan bus to bring people to the One Act Play Festival. That's that right there. That's That's just fantastic. So the fan bus, they timed it perfectly, swung by the airport, got the kids who had just landed and then took everybody over to St. Paul and nobody was allowed to check a bag on the flight. So if they had things they couldn't fit on their carry-ons, they give it to a buddy in the choir and, and the choir buses came home Saturday, a uh, piece of cake. And I wrote, a, I wrote a, it was really fun uh, talking to people about this and, and writing about it for John's Journal. One of the people I interviewed is a senior from St. Michael Albertville named Audrey Canoe. I might be pronouncing that last name wrong. Audrey is so talented. All she did Friday, she was the soloist for the concert choir in Omaha. And then she played the lead in the in the play in St. Paul a few hours later. And uh, in a couple of weeks at the state wrestling tournament, she's going to sing the national anthem. I'm going to I'm going to reunite with Audrey there. Uh, she told me she was pretty worn out after the play was over. But she, here's what here here's her quote: "It was beautiful. It was a moment in time I'll never forget." And that's what I heard from kids in the in the involved in this thing. They were just so they felt so grateful that that people with their school would arrange for this to happen. 
And I was told some of the parents, you know, who had kids in the choir and the play figured we're going to have to choose. They can't do both. Well, you, they sure could, thanks to some planning and and uh, commitment to these kids. The, the school district paid for the airfare. They didn't want that to be a to be an issue. So, congrats to everybody at St. Michael Albert Albertville who who made this lifetime memory happen for those kids. Well done. That's fantastic. And on a personal note, my wife and I are going to be chaperoning uh, the band at Irondale on a trip to Austria and Germany up in uh, Sound of Music area uh, in March. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. No doubt. All right, let's yep. thank a ref. Yeah, one of the refs we're going to thank. The first one is a former high-profile coach. People who remember the Apple Valley boys basketball dynasty led by Tyus and Trey Jones and Gary, Crent, Gary Trent Jr., those three are now in the NBA. They're NBA veterans. The coach of that team was Zach Goring. Uh, mm -hmm. And all Zach did as their coach, they won uh, the big school state titles in 2013, 2015, 2017, were state runner-up in 2018. So Zach, who's still a young man, he stepped down after the 2018 season. He had been head coach for 11 years. He, had, he wanted to spend more time with his family. He and his wife, Jill, have two kids. Lexi's a junior on the Farmington varsity basketball team. Their son, Ben, plays on the ninth grade team. So Zach, you know, keeps his Tuesday and Friday nights clear to watch his kids' games. But the rest of the week, he's an official. I mean, this is a high level. This is the highest level a high school coach can reach when multiple state championships send kids to the NBA. Zach is now a basketball official. Wow. He doesn't work varsity games. He works great school tournaments on the weekends. He works middle school basketball. He'll do J JV games, sophomore games, and he's super busy. At this point, he's already worked more than 90 games this season. Wow. He's going to get about 140 games in uh, by March, just basically doing these lower-level basketball games. It's phenomenal. His son, Ben, the ninth grader, they officiate together sometimes. And Zach owns a landscaping business in Farmington. So in the winter, he's got time to do other things. And, and I'll tell you what, if that doesn't convince some people to, to try officiating, you don't have to be a varsity official. The need is there at all these levels. So if you go to mshsl.org, find John's journal, you can read about Zach. And on one other really cool officiating note, our friend Boyd Hooper at Care 11 did a sensational story this past Monday night about the husband and wife officiating team of Dan and Netta Zeta. They live up in Gray Eagle. They are the first married couple that's ever worked together at a state basketball tournament. But they also officiate football, baseball, softball, volleyball. They've been married for 40 years, and they officiate about 300 games every year. Mm. Um, as when Boyd was working on the story a couple weeks ago, he gave me a call. I, Boyd and I, were I wouldn't say we're close friends, but we know each other. We chatted. He just wanted to know if I could help him understand how many, you know, how rare is it for a husband and wife to officiate together? It's pretty rare. I mean, I'm aware of other couples, not to this extent, not 300 games in multiple sports. So well done, Boyd. Congrats to Dan and Netta. I, posted, I posted Boyd's story on Twitter, which you can find at MSHSL John, or you can go to the Carol Evan website. It's there. It's really well done. Boyd is such a talented storyteller and this one's this one is really cool that's great the great two great stories 
And I'll yeah. say about Zach, not only was he obviously a great coach uh, who both won championships and helped develop players, but also, God, he treated everybody so well. I mean, you know, he, oh, he looked at it. He didn't look at it as, oh, my God, I got to deal with media or coaching yeah. requests or scouts who want to come see all these players. He he was he and the Apple Valley administration turned yeah. it into a celebratory thing and made the most of it. Yeah. It was fantastic to go watch the, the Jones yeah. uh, gentlemen and um, yeah. and Gary Trent Jr. Gary go Trent, play yeah. in uh, in that that bar in the Apple Valley gym and they yeah. treated, just treated everybody great. Yeah, when they'd have those, they had a couple of ESPN games. You yep. know, uh, Coach K was there a lot. Bill Self was there. All these big-time coaches were there. And you and I sat there. They they didn't make the media sit in the bleachers. They made it big time. They set up media tables, did it first rate, which, you know, at a lot of high schools, they don't really know how to do that. No, they don't so even think credit, about it. Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't have any idea. But, yeah, that was real. Those were great times. I remember when Tyus was a senior, he'd committed to Duke. Uh, Coach K was there, and I think Sid might have wandered in looking for looking for Coach K, whose name he could never pronounce either. But after the game, I, I kind of stuck my head back in the hallway where the locker rooms are, and here's Coach K. He's got an iPad, and he's basically I don't diagramming plays with yep. Entias. The two of them are looking at an iPad. He's coaching this kid before the kid ever you know was months away from coming to Duke. He was coaching him up. I, I, I don't imagine it was video, but he was probably doing X's and O's and Tyus is nodding. And yeah, that really, that really stands out. So yeah, they, uh, uh, Zach's a great guy. He, I don't use his lawn service a lot. They'll come and do my, like my fall yard cleanup cause I'm too old and, and uh, tired to do that. But, uh, it was good to, good to talk to him in person. It's funny. I needed to get a picture of him officiating. So he was doing a game last week at Bloomington Kennedy. Uh, I think it was a sophomore game at, four o'clock or four thirty. So I, I walk into the school and down the gym and I see John I'm blanking on John's last name, the Kennedy A D. He sees me coming down the hall and he I think he looked at his watch. Hey John, what are you doing here at four o'clock? The varsity game's at seven. <laughs> I said, I'm working on a story about one of your officials. And then he says, Oh Zach, oh that's a good story. Mm-hmm. So it was and I was there not for long. I told Zach I'm gonna stick my head in the gym. I'm gonna get some pictures of you. I happened to be there towards the end of the first half. So then during the halftime break, we had a little a little reunion, and uh, he's the nicest guy. He sent me a nice text afterwards about the story. Yeah, like I keep saying, man, it's the, it's the people I get to hang out with. It's the, their stories I'm honored to tell, and he's, he's as good as they come. No doubt about it. All right, we're going to finish the show with Thank a Band, State Tournament Mania, and this week's Most Valuable Teammate. First, though, tell us about Pizza Barn and Princeton. Yeah, lots of great things going on all the time. Um, let's start with those big pizza barn food trucks. It's really not food truck season in Minnesota now, but it's going to be here soon. And, and they've announced a big, uh, a big summer appearance. This is not till September 5th at the amphitheater in Somerset, Wisconsin. There's a Luke Bryan concert. And among the choices for food is one of those pizza barn food trucks. That's big time stuff. I know our friend Jody Stay, who runs the pizza barn. She's been trying to get into the, these kind of venues. I'd love it if the pizza barn were at the state fair. Seems like a natural to yes. me. This is a this is a good step in that direction. And the February pizza of the month, which we talked about before, is the slamming salmon. Smoked salmon on a pizza. I can't imagine how great that is. I'm, uh, I may try to get there before February is over for that alone. The appetizer of the month is waffle fries. 
and you can have they they have house made seasoned sour cream and house made tater topper and like everything on the menu these items are available for dine in carry out delivery they cater uh, oh they have another new menu item I just saw in my note here Lisa's epic brownies they're made in house melted chocolate chips the great stuff so way to go thank you to our friend Jody Stay and the whole crew at the Pizza Barn for sponsoring our podcast for all these many years. Yes, thanks so much to Jody, and, and it's a great place. I highly recommend popping up there. Let's thank a band now. Yeah, this is a rarity. We're going to thank a band. This is uh, really cool. Uh, when you think about it, when I think, when I start to think I've seen it all, I'm always wrong. I've seen pep bands at track meets. I've seen them out on golf courses at cross-country meets. I've seen them at golf meets. Uh, and, you know, I've seen them in lots of places where you don't normally see a pep band. But out in Hutchinson last week, they broke new ground, or maybe it's more accurate to say new water, uh, at a swim meet. The Tigers pep band played at a swim meet. That's awesome. I've seen that before. But not only did they play at the pool, some of the musicians got in the pool. And uh, Jennifer Talecki, their principal, who does a great job, tweeted a photo or some video. Some of the kids are standing on the deck. Some of those kids are in the pool with their instruments uh, and, and perform. Uh, one of the local TV stations, I think Channel 4, got out there the next day to do a story, deservedly so. The moral of the story is don't ever think you've seen everything. Uh, no doubt about it. And that's what keeps <laughs> us going in this business, the chance to see sure. it, something different, meet somebody new, tell a different story. All right, let's get to You're state back. tournament mania. Yeah, we're now in the midst of the winter tournament frenzy. This is the biggest, busiest time of the high school season in Minnesota. The numbers I always use are seven weeks of state tournaments. And this week we have two of them going on. Uh, we started with one act play last week. This week up north, I like I said, I'm in Phoenix. Uh, I love Bulwabic. I love the state Alpine and Nordic meets, but this is the only week my wife and I can get away. So the Alpine and Nordic, that's this week up north. And the state dance tournament is Friday and Saturday at Target Center. Two great events. Next week, the focus will move over to the XL Energy Center with the girls' state hockey tournament, as well as the state gymnastics championships right down the hall from the X at Roy Wilkins Auditorium. I love that setup because it allows me to basically walk back and forth between the two tournaments. And, uh, you know, I know so many people involved in the hockey tournament. I know so many people involved in the gymnastics tournament. I can say hi to old friends and meet a few new friends and uh, not even have to go outside. That's a pretty good deal. That's fantastic stuff. All right, let's wrap up this show. And, again, thank you all for listening. We do appreciate it. If you like the show, please subscribe to favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Do the same for any other shows you like to talk for. Uh, best li sports lineup in town, best outdoor lineup in town, some variety shows mixed in. Check it all out, including the archives of shows you like. And thanks for listening. Let's get to our most valuable teammate. Or your, your yeah, most valuable teammate. Our most valuable teammate this week is Brady Crabtree, a senior from Frazee. Brady's on the football and track teams and has developed into a strong, really positive role model for younger kids. Brady takes every moment to recognize those younger kids when possible. He works hard in the offseason. He sets high goals for himself. His success is a direct reflection of goal setting and doing the little things little things right. Congratulations to Brady Crabtree from Frazee on being a most valuable teammate. Great stuff, John. I'm glad you enjoyed your time in Phoenix. Look forward to having you back in town. Uh, we'll try to have 
develop some a wintry mix for you to welcome. Them oh, home. I love a good wintry mix. Yes, uh, good <laughs> stuff. Thanks to everyone who listens. We do appreciate it.